Good Tuesday evening, everyone. Welcome into Tennessee Prime, coming to you live from Gus's world-famous fried chicken on Cumberland Avenue. I'm Brent Hubbs of AllQuest.com with Jason Swain of the Swain event and joined, by, as always, by Cade Mays, the reigning offensive lineman of the week in the SEC. And uh, happy to have with us to my left, this is Ollie Lane, who's one of the storylines for this Tennessee offensive line uh, this season. <laughs> Ollie coming out of um, coming out of Knoxville, getting his opportunities, and certainly, um, gosh, I guess, is, are there memes of you now running down the field like shooting guns? Or I mean, what was that? You had your head back going. I mean, what what was that run like? What was that going on there? I mean, I've seen the videos. I've seen the pictures about a thousand times by now. So I mean, I definitely say it was. Uh, been turned into somewhat of a meme, but uh, you know, it's just kind of like going back how I played in high school with a ton of emotion, and so I mean, like that was my signature go-to celebration was the two hands up. So you was you was going, man. I asked you before the show. I asked you while we live. Are you more sore from from playing and hitting the Mizzou Tigers, or are you more sore from the run where you might have strained a hamstring or something? <laughs> I've, I've got some built-up endurance. I can run for a little bit of space. Man, how, how fun was, was that for you guys? I know uh, anytime we sit here on a Tuesday, you're really thinking about the next opponent, right? You know, you play Saturday, you, you flush it as soon as Sunday, the sun comes up. But uh, how fun was that for you guys where, like, everything that you guys ran worked and you put up that many points? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, <laughs> it was quite fun. I think that's the most yards, like, I've been a part of, most points. Other than high school, definitely in college, most points, most yards I've seen. It was just like every play, like you knew like when you lined up, this might be one that takes off for a touchdown. And it was just it was special. Everything was clicking. For, for both of you guys, and I think, Cade, you were asked this today. I don't, I don't know, Ollie, that you were asking on Monday. When, when you get you come out of the huddle or you come off the sideline and, and you see it's a 3-3-5 formation, mm-hmm. I mean, do you? I mean, honestly, your eyes get big when you see that formation because I mean, no. body-wise, doesn't that isn't that a better matchup world for you in, in terms of counting oh, bodies yeah, in the box? Oh yeah, you mean wide-eyed like? Oh yeah, let's do no, this. No, not 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 wide-eyed not like. A, hey, I'm, a, I'm worried uh, about what's going. I oh, mean, no. wide-eyed like we getting ready to have it. We got a chance oh, yeah, to have a party to, here today. About to have a field day, slapping double teams on two of the three. I mean, it's like you line up in a three-three. Really, I feel like three-three is like the easiest off defense to go against, just because you're you're creating two double teams, you know, whether it's with the left guard and left tackle and the center and right guard, or whether it's the other way with the right guard, right tackle, center and left guard, you're creating double teams every play. So I enjoy going against the 3-3. I think it's, I think it's the easiest defense to play against. Did it surprise you? Um, it did at first, but, I mean, just kind of going back to, like, when we install everything, I mean, we installed both the four down and three down. So, I mean, like, we had all of our rules in place. So, I mean, it was nothing that really caught us by surprise. But, but given the number of yards they've given up, were you surprised that that was the formation they chose to try to, try to defend you with? Um, I guess I would say yes because, honestly, I mean, like Kate said, it's an easier front, I feel like, for us to block. I mean, it definitely, I feel like it's easier for me to block because, again, you, make, you create so many double teams and that way you can create bigger holes, more opportunities for big runs. You guys, I mean, you saw it against Bowling Green and you had great success to get it. How much... How much did that further the confidence? Like, oh, we've seen this, and we, we tore it up pretty good the first time we saw it. I know this is an SEC team, but we've seen it before and had success with it. How much confidence did that even further give you? Yeah, definitely, because it wasn't like something that, you know, we went out there and 
were just blind. You know, I mean, it was a defense that we've seen before. I saw our first week, and it was kind of the same the same uh, scenario. We prepared for four down all week, came out there on game day, and it was three down. So, you know, you just make those adjustments. Everybody gets on the same page and stuff. And so once you get that down, it's rolling. What does it feel like when you when you get ready to go out there and you feel like you can run essentially anything, whether it's a run game or the pass game? That You, that you know what I'm saying? You've got mm-hmm. control of a, of of the game at the line of scrimmage. What does that feel like? I mean, it just feels dominant. Like like any play, like I said earlier, like any play can go for seven. So, I mean, you just feel like you're, you've got control of what's going on. Everything's kind of in your hands, and, you know, the defense is playing into your hands at that point. So, I mean, when you're running stuff and it's, it's all working, you know, you feel like you can't be stopped. At what point during the game did you guys know that you were imposing your will and – you know, maybe the enthusiasm from the other side wasn't as high as it was maybe at the beginning of the game. Uh, I mean, watching it on TV, I can just I can just kind of tell uh, it was early, early in the game, just from my point of view. But for, for you sure. guys, you guys are in the huddle, you guys are well, not really the huddle, but you guys are in the trenches. Like, what moment did you tell like, yo, these guys are really, really feeling us right now? Man, I, honestly, the first drive, mm-hmm. because all three of the D linemen that were running the 3-3 stack, all three of them were, you know, looking to the sideline trying to get a sub. You know, I mean, Already? We're, we're, eight, we're eight plays into the game. So, I mean, you know, you feel like, okay, like, they might not have came to play today, but. How you tired in the morning? It was crazy. <laughs> and it wasn't hot. It was rainy. Yeah, man. It was a perfect, perfect day. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Eight plays in. Well. For, for for you, Ollie, what's this feel like? What's this like? But what's the what's this? Even going back to Bowling Green, what's this five games been like for you? What is it? What, what can you kind of put into words what it feels like? Uh, I mean, I can try to. It's been it's been a lot. It's been very exciting. It's been an amazing experience. You know, being uh, someone again that comes from the area that's been raised up to bleed orange and white. Um, it's definitely it's been a dream come true, and just being able to finally like do my time, pay my dues, and then eventually get see the results pay out for itself is something that's been amazing to see. And, again, I'll go back and say, like, I'm living the dream. So. Cade talked about this last week about, you know, highly ranked five-star guy, but he goes to the first practice. And I think it was Rokon Smith you said mm-hmm. that you didn't even get your hands on him. You're yeah. like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> this is totally, totally different. But what was the What was that first spring like for you? I mean, what was – was there moments where you went home and you went, I don't know if I can do this, or was this, was it like, okay, I, I'm smart enough, I've just got to be patient and, and just go to work? I mean, h- how was the emotions for you early on? Uh, I mean, at first I definitely was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to adjust to this. And then as it went on, I was like, I just got to continue to focus on this new technique that I'm learning for the first time, you know, learning how to pass that, learning how to change literally everything that I did from an offensive line standpoint to be able to play in these kind of offenses. Um, but, like, again, like, as I continued to go on, you know, I, I took hits. You know, I got ran over by a couple of good defensive tackles like Shy Tuttle my first day of practice. But as I went on, it continued to more and more stuff clicked for me. And then as I got smarter in the game as well, being able to know plays inside and out, being able to know how to run an offense, how the coach uh, wants it done or how we envision it being done is something that's kind of helped me along the way. You mentioned that uh, you, know, you grew up bleeding orange or white. Do you remember like the age where you told yourself, I want to I play at Tennessee? Do you remember that exact moment? How old were you? Uh, I mean, I would probably say it probably started from birth. You know, my dad's from 
uh, Powell, Tennessee. So, I mean, that's just right down the road. So, I mean, everything's been yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Like, we go to football games, it was in Neyland, So There it is. There it is. Uh, Kay, I'm looking at your Twitter right here. And uh, I'm, I'm Twitter stalking you. <laughs> uh, yesterday you had a tweet that says, this team is special. Couldn't do it without all 11. Handshake emoji. Uh, it's after the SEC tweeted out that you were the offensive lineman of the week. Uh, just what do you what do you mean about this team being special? What do you mean, man? Man, I feel like we're really like just coming together at a good time. I mean, we're not not peaking too soon in the season. We're just, everything's just kind of clicking. Everybody's playing hard, man. First five games, everybody goes out there and puts unbelievable effort on tape. And you know, I mean, for all eleven guys that just go out there and play hard, play for each other. I mean, that's a special thing. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams and that you know one guy's pulling in a separate way and things just don't work out. So, I mean, you have a lot of 11 guys coming together, playing hard, playing for each other, then, you know, it makes it easy. I mean, in, like, the second part of the, the tweet, couldn't do it without all 11. Um, you know, I mean, the four guys that were up there with me, I mean, played so hard, technical, you know, made no mistakes. I mean, few mistakes, but, I mean, I made mistakes too. I mean, just so little mistakes and no penalties. Just had a really clean game. You know, from the quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, guys up there with me, running backs hitting the holes. I mean, it just it takes all 11. It's not like there's no football award that's just, you know, I mean, this is one person's award. I mean, it's all 11 guys that are out sure. there. With me, so. how, do you, how do you guys block out the noise? Because there's noise when you, when you lose a game and, you know, people are offering criticism and offering advice like they like they've coached football for 30 years. Uh, play football 30 years even though they didn't so you got those people and then when you win you got folks telling you how great you are uh, and and they are looking forward maybe a game you know uh, there's been talk about next week because of the time being released how do you guys make sure that you're staying focused and you're not letting outside noise get the best of you because everybody's loving the 60 60 point output and telling you probably how telling you guys how great you are how do you ignore it and uh, keep working Personally, me, you know, just ignore the bad, ignore the good. Because, like you said, I mean, nobody that's that's giving you all this praise or criticizing you has ever done it at, at this yeah. level, for the most part. Yeah. Um, just drowning all that out. Once you, I mean, you know, it's all fine and dandy. We went out and scored 62, had 600 yards of offense. I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but there's another week. I mean, we've got seven more games, six more games, seven more games, however many. But, I mean, you've got to do it week in and week out and, you know, you just got to flush it. Don't listen to the negative. Don't listen to the positive. You know what you have to work on, and, you know, you got to go perform the next week. I know your personality, so I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, is it harder for you because this is all new? I, I can't imagine how many text messages you, you had on Saturday night, Sunday, from people you probably hadn't heard from in a while, a lot of people you had been in, you know, had mm-hmm. contact with. Is, is it do you have to really focus on, okay, I can't get caught up in really talking about what happened the last three or four days with, you know, high school buddies that call or people mm-hmm. like that. I've got to really get myself back in the film and get ready to go. Do you have to really fight that, or is that just one of those givens that, hey, I'll get to you in the open date or whatever, and that'll be the end of it? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of something that, like, I've um, been able to, uh, honestly, like, after the Bowling Green game, I had thousands of text messages, tons of people uh, tweeting at me and stuff like that that I haven't really talked to before in the past. 
And, you know, it's just kind of something that I'm like, all right, this is happening now, but it didn't happen before, so it's not going to change me. It's something that it's, it's nice to have people want to contact me and tell me all these good things that I'm doing, and I appreciate it. But, I mean, there's still, there's still more work to be done. I'm not as good as I could possibly be. And so, I mean, I'm, I, I take it, but at the same time, like, I understand, like, what else needs to be done to continue to grow at the rate that I need to. Any, any third cousins reach out? Like, hey, Ollie, I'm your, I'm your cousin on your mama's side. I saw you on TV, Ollie, doing your thing. What's up, man? Let me get some of that. It's a scholarship check, Ollie Lane. <laughs> you have any of that happen, man, guys, that you haven't talked to, people you haven't talked to that claim they were your family members? I mean, I had, like, I had guys that I used to play middle school basketball with put me on their, uh, like, on their Instagram stories and stuff and uh, texting out to me, and I was like, man, I haven't talked to you in about 10 years, but I appreciate it. We so. did it, Ollie. We did it, man. We was in the gym together, working out. We did it. We did it, baby. I mean, for, for both, for, I guess for both of you, but start with you, Ollie. How much easier is it to go to work this week, knowing you had success, but also knowing you're, you're, you're scratching the surface of where you can go as a player? Does that... Does it make it easier to go to work this week that you're like, hey, I can get dialed back in. We had a great day, and I played well, but there's so much more I can do. I would say that, like, it, it kind of helps, like, hones in the focus of, like, all right, this is me playing at a really good pace, a really good spot. But, I mean, now I can really nitpick, point out, like, the little things that I need to correct and the little things that need a little bit of tweaking. Uh, tweaking. And so, I mean, yeah, I guess it would say it makes it easier, but at the same time it locks in that mental focus just a touch more to be able to – take that next step to what needs to be done to continue that. As a leader in that group, Kate, I'm, I'm sure you like hearing this that, that kind of answer. What do you see about this group? Because I, I'm sure the film was fun to watch. For sure. You know, yeah. and, but, but did you see everybody going, wow, we missed this and we missed that. We could do even more than what we did? Absolutely. We definitely, you know, I mean, we left points out there, like, for example, um, on the goal line, you know, getting stopped on the goal line. At some point of the season, that's going to be a critical spot in the game where, you know, we're down there on the inch line. We've got to punch it in. It's going to be critical. So just stuff like that, um, just your regular technique stuff, you know, that, that you see on every film when you watch O-line play, just hands, you know, your first step, you know, angles the backers and stuff. But, but one thing about this group, man, we, we come in every day and we try to get better at something. I mean, we try to take a step every single day and, and you know, get better at what we're doing. You talked last week about some of the things you were working on. What are you? What? What? When you watch yourself, what do you got to do better? What do you? What are you focusing on for yourself? Um, so every day I kind of take it like a like a one thing at a time kind of technique. So like if uh, one day I want to focus on my hands, like I'll focus on my hands and I'll work on my hands. One day I want to focus on my feet, I'll focus on my feet. Uh, a lot of currently is I'm just I'm working on getting better hand placement, not only in my pass pro but also in the run game, being able to really lift and grab and do all those kind of things and so I mean that's something that I've been working on uh, with the coaches too is just kind of like what's some different techniques that maybe like you guys use when you played that kind of you found out would help out a little bit better. Who are you guys watching? You, you mentioned in, in, when you met with the media that you were watching some some other some other right tackles out there just to kind of work on your craft. Not necessarily maybe right now because you're getting ready for a game but but when you do have free time who do you look, who do you watch sure. like? Um, I like watching like Brian Bulaga and uh, Taylor Moten from the Carolina Panthers. Brian Bulaga has been playing right tackle for 10 years. You know, he's had great success. He does a lot of things very unorthodox, um, you know, with his set and his hands and stuff. But just, like, little stuff that you can pick up on. Maybe if it's, if it's one play out of a game where, you know, an NFL guy does something, 
and you're like, wow, like that was that was crispy. You know, try to try it in the next practice, see if you can see if you can work on that stuff. I watch left tackles too. Like I watch a lot of Teron Armstead, which I mean, probably couldn't incorporate much stuff into my game from his because you know he's like a four six forty guy. But I mean, just just anything you can take from somebody. Just just little little tweaks. Tiny things like stuff that if you watch if you like I could put you like take you and set you down and like we could watch the same play like stuff that you would never would, pick yeah. up on like and no one would pick up on it but it's just tiny little little things that they have you know woven into their game their little toolbox that they do you watch stuff like that uh i do on occasion you know one of the guys that i would probably say i spend most of my time watching is you know just trey because trey showed that he performed at a high level in this league and so i mean going back watching his old film watching his film currently at the chiefs you know it's something that i can like because knowing how Trey operates, like, I can see, like, all right, this is how he does this, this is how he does that. It's something that I can, like, take and, like, I have a good feeling like I could replicate it. What, what are some things that you have learned from Trey? Because that was my next question. You know, you had a guy that was right there in the same meeting room as you guys just a few months ago, and now he's out here pancaking NFL guys for, um, you know, a championship-caliber organization. So, like, what are some things that, that you have learned from Trey uh, just playing with him, whether it's his preparation, whether it's his, you know, his mindset or his approach, whatever, like, what have you learned from him? Uh, I mean, I would say one of the main things I learned from Trey is just, like, his approach. His his mindset to the game is something different. That is something that I would like to be able to continue to replicate and uh, put into my own practice. You know, he goes in every week, and it's a work week. He goes in every day and focuses on what he needs to work on to not only make himself better but the team better. Um and on those same lines, you know, watching him, he plays with a great low center of gravity. He has great hands, great feet, and that's something that I would like to incorporate in my own game. Heavy, heavy hands, right? For heavy Trey. hands, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable set. You know, that's something that that I've learned from him. Like, since he left here, you know, we talk on a daily basis, and, you know, he sends me film and stuff and, and just, you know, one-on-ones and stuff like that. And obviously I watch, like, the cut-ups on Twitter that people make and stuff, but... His set and his hand placement is phenomenal. What what does the term heavy hand mean for somebody listening out there? Because you hear somebody you hear, listening, okay? Yes, yeah, so somebody who uh, are watching. Well, watch, okay, so when you watch offensive line play and you see the offensive lineman punch, like you see that head snap back a little bit, you see that uh, like that. Like what he did to Fletcher Cox. Exactly, that's exactly what he did. He 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 has this thing with his set where he you know he he sets flat and cuts off the angle and he throws his right hand right in the V of the neck. You know, it just snaps those heads back, and, like, it, it just kills the whole rush. Woo. I couldn't imagine going is that, is that a gift? I mean, is that, I mean, is that a natural yeah. thing? No or doubt. is that something that you can go, okay, I maybe can't do it like that, but I can really improve with that punch? I, yeah, can, I, mean, I can make my hands heavier? Definitely, I would say a good portion of it, especially for Trey's. I mean, that's a, that's a God-given talent. But also, I mean, it's something that, like, if you get – if you learn the correct aiming points, you learn the correct way to keep – generate the most power from your arm it's something that can be re- uh, replicated but at the same time like a lot of it just comes from like your natural given strength does anybody who didn't play the position have any idea how technical it is what you guys do because most people not. think you just come off the ball and knock the absolute crap mm-hmm. out of somebody and that's playing offensive line mm-hmm. i guess that's what you did in high school right yeah, yeah. i mean so, but i mean does anybody really understand it's literally like geometries involved here with with angles and, and all this other stuff i mean yeah. It, it's pretty scientific, right? Yeah, it's a chess game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, that's what I've learned from playing on the edge. Like, it's a chess game. You know, you got to change up your sets, change up your strike. You know, I mean, 
if you're having success with the jump set, then incorporate a jump set into like a vertical set. Throw him off his game, make you think that you know the D, the D lineman's going to get jumped and get hands on right now, and then you fake the jump and get a little depth with it, and then you know he stops his rush and has to go into because D linemen like when they come off the ball, like when the when the play's about to start, they all have move in their head. Like what move am I going to go to right here on this pass rush? What am I going to do? And if you can take the proper set and you know just keep him guessing on what you're going to do, it, it messes up their whole move. For, for you, like on the on the pull block. I mean, obviously, you know you've got to go fast. You've got to go, I guess, flat to get there. But, I mean, you, you've got to hit the right angle with that or it doesn't work, right? Yeah, I mean, you've got to be able to not only get your hat inside, you've got to stay low, you've got to come with low hands, you've got to be able to lift, and you still got to create that foot drive with it. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. And, I mean, like, if you mess up one little thing, like, it's not – everything works in unison. So, I mean, one thing slacks off, and it's not going to be a good pull. Did you, when did you know that was going to be a good pull? Uh, about when I put my hand down, I knew I was going to do everything I could to make it the best pool I could. Was it was that as good as you've had? I know there's a long run out of that, but is that <laughs> as good as you've had? Uh, I think it's one of my better ones for sure, but I definitely there's – I mean, obviously some of the best pools I had would be if I put the dude on his back, but at the same time, like, being able to open a gap like that has been huge. Yeah, well, it was it was huge because yeah. Tyon was, was gone. It was clear sailing when he got to that. You blocked down on that play? Yeah, I had a three technique, and, uh, well, he was really – thought he was going to be a four-eye, and then, you know, he was he was lined up tight over the guard in a three technique, and so I went down on him, and sealed then you, that you, off. You had a pretty good flying what, – what Coach Fulmer called him? Flying Bambinos? Is that what your dad used to call him? <laughs> on the – on the Valus Jones run, on, on the oh, on the when catch. I went when I went and dove, yeah, laid out, tried to hit a spear. Yeah, I've never heard it called that, but I mean, I'm sure. Ask your dad about it; he'll know all about <laughs> flying bambino practices. I can promise you that. Hey, we're coming to you live from Gus's world famous fried chicken here on Tennessee Prime on this Tuesday. Ollie Lane, Cade Mays is with us, Jason Swain. I'm Brent Hubs. Stick around; we'll be back in just a minute. Bite into that crispy crust with just the right amount of spicy, and you're going to taste the tender, juicy, succulent chicken that is Gus's world-famous fried chicken, a timeless southern tradition that started over 60 years ago in Mason, Tennessee, with a secret family recipe. Gus's has stood the test of time and spread throughout the world. It's not just famous, it's world-famous fried chicken at Gus's. VolQuest.com has been the gold standard for Tennessee football coverage for over 20 years, led by an experienced staff with over 600 games covered amongst them. Speed, speed, and then some more speed. VolQuest takes you behind the scenes with features on coaches and players. For only $9.95 per month, find out why VolQuest continues to set that standard. wonder what the best source of Tennessee and college football talk is? Tune in to the Swain Event every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. You can listen on the Swain Event app or catch the live stream on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook Live. 
If you can't listen in real time, it's all good. Just click on the podcast icon in the app and listen at your convenience. Get all the information on the Vols all year long with the Swain event. You will not find a better mix of big orange news and opinion anywhere else. Back at Gus's world-famous fried chicken on a Tuesday night for Tennessee Prime. Got all kinds of people in the house. Kevin Simons making his way in here. We've got uh, Cade Mays. We've got Ollie Lane. I'm Brent Hubbs along with Jason Swain. Glad to have you along with us tonight. Thanks for tuning in to Tennessee Prime. We do this every Tuesday night right here from Gus's world-famous fried chicken. We encourage you to come check us out on a Tuesday night or at least come by during the week at some point and get you some of the best fried chicken that you will find in Knoxville. That's here at Gus's world-famous fried chicken. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, about uh, personal stuff, Ollie. Not too personal, but um, obviously everybody knows you come from from Corrington. You come from Gibbs. Um, played in the, but what, it wasn't the wishbone. What do they call that? That's the the Georgia the Tech, tea. the wing tee. Yeah. What they call that. So you made that transition for for you, kind of outside of football. But what what's going on, and, and and how far along are you with with kind of the 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 professional world of what huh. you're trying to get into? I know at one point. You're talking about a doctor, being a doctor. Yeah. I know you're a graduate. You've got your degree. What's going on? Um, so technically, or currently right now, I'm in uh, the HR management graduate program at UT. Um, I'm still, my still uh, plans are to go to med school. You know, I don't know how I'm going to end up working it out eventually, but I know my degree, my graduate degree takes me all the way until next December. And then I'm probably going to take some time to, you know, study for the MCAT. I think I still got a couple like prereq classes I got to take for med school, then eventually apply to multiple and see which ones accept me, and then go on in. So that's all wow. in my head. I know. I was over here thinking like, yo, he's way smarter than me. That's, that's what I was thinking. I was even afraid to even ask a question because I didn't want to sound sound stupid asking him a question. He's so smart. My goodness. MCAT, what is that? <laughs> yeah, don't ask me about it. <laughs> hey, what is that, man? No clue what that is right there. So, okay, um, MCAT. <laughs> you gonna you gonna be his assistant? Is that <laughs> no. Well, you be his assistant. Kate's thinking, can I get an MCAT out of the tree stand, or do yes. I gotta be on the ground? Sounds like an animal. Man. <laughs> Wow, that's 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 fabulous uh, right there. All right, let's just do a little bit of a scouting report here, a little bit on, on South Carolina. What do you guys, what what do you see out of their defensive front? What's their challenge, and how different is it this week compared to what you went through last week? For sure, uh, I feel like their coach really good. They play with good pad level, good hands, uh, good leverage. Um, they're good at taking double teams on the edge. They've got two really good rushers. Um, use their hands well in pass pro. Good job going speed to power and stuff like that, setting the edge, pressing the pocket. Um, their linebackers, uh, they're, they're fast. They fit fit really well with their defense. Um, you know, they're physical. They're good at taking on blocks, getting off of them. Um, you know, when I was looking at the depth chart, I saw they had like four or five super seniors, you know, with the COVID year and stuff. So they're a really old bunch. Like, they got, they got a lot of time under their belt. Um, I think they brought in some transfers too. So They, they got some guys that's going to be playing – on Sunday, no doubt, on that, on that front, and uh, they got a guy that may be drafted in the first round. So, you know, when you're going up against uh, someone right in front of you, 
that you see possibly has a chance to go in the first round. What does that What does that do for you guys as far as opportunity to kind of you know prove yourself and hopefully have a good outing against against you know them so that way it improves your your NFL stock. You know, you just play your play your own game. Yeah. Just play your own game. You don't play into the into the you know going against the first rounder or something. You just you just play your game. You know, do what you do and. You know it all works out in the end when you do that. You know you play hard and just you know don't try to do anything too crazy. Don't try to do anything special. Do what you do. Play your game. You know everything will work out. For for you, what about them on the inside? That, what do you see? Um, you know they play real vertical. They like to get your hand, uh, get their hands on you, kind of push the pocket. They they're big pass rushers. They like to use their hands well, swipe your hands away, kind of work your. Uh, Work your edges and double teams. They're gonna they're gonna play primarily into the guards. They're gonna try to strike up the guards. And so I mean, it's, it's a good opportunity for us to maybe work more like getting other people up to the second level and then being able to actually show our from a guard standpoint our ability to fit and drive and finish blocks. I want to go ahead. I want to know like the. I want to get a little bit away from South Carolina, but definitely go right back. But I want to know like the personality of like Glenn Ellaby because usually. Offensive line coaches that I've been around are the ones that are rah, 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 you know, really, really hype, really, really uh, intense. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't seem that way from my point of view, but just, you know, uh, what's the personality like for, for Coach Ellaby? In practice, is definitely, you know, energetic, um, kind of like what you were saying, just like yeah. bringing a lot of energy and stuff. But on game day, like he's, he's super calm. Like when you come to the sideline to do adjustments and stuff, he's super calm. Whether, you know, the drive just went bad and, you know, we, we, we busted somewhere and, you know, gave up a sack or something, you know, he's really calm. We'll come over there and tell everybody sit down, calm down, like get it on the board, write it down, figure out what we can do to stop it the next time. But that's been my biggest takeaway from him is just how calm he is on game day, how good he is at, you know, sitting us down and, you know, drawing things up and, and getting us on the right page. But, you know, as far as practice and in the meeting room, he's got a lot of energy. Does it fit your personality? But for your guys, I mean, you like that style? Yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, as opposed to, you know, somebody who's maybe a little more not as calm, I guess, on game day, you know, or, or do you notice it that way? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's definitely something that I personally prefer as a coaching style. You know, he's one of those guys that he's going to sit there and he's going to talk to you. He's going to have a conversation on, like, well, you did this. Like, we're going to talk through it and see, like, this way is better. Let's talk through it. Let's see, like, why you couldn't do it or maybe, like, why it needs to be done. Uh type of coach you know he's not going to sit there and just yell at you because you did something wrong he wants you to fix it and you know it's almost like it it, it is like going uh to a job you know like you have positive communication breeds positive uh work performance yeah how how sore were you i mean because you played 45 snaps Mm -hmm. or so saturday is that right correct me if i'm wrong you played every offensive snap yes Like seventy something, like seventy six, thereabouts. I definitely, as soon as we got on the bus, I fell asleep. So I mean, I I was tired, but I mean, it was honestly when you're having fun, you don't really notice about how sore you are until it hits on Sunday, and then you go in and get some treatment, and the next thing you know, good as new. Are you are you guys surprised? I mean, I know we've asked this question about you mentioned Missouri, but like one possession in was like looking for a sub. Are, Are you guys? I don't want to say surprised. How impressed are you individually with how well you guys are holding up and handling, you know, the conditioning and the tempo and, and playing at the pace that you're playing at and playing the volume of snaps that you're playing? Yeah, we've definitely, you know, played ourselves in the shape. Um, 
just going into practice every day, having those long drives, those scrimmages, you know, where you just grind it out, gut it out drives that, you know, you were like, dang, I don't know if I'm, if I'm going to finish this. And, you know, you just play yourself into that shape. And then, like, early in the season, you know, like the Bowling Green game, we had 87 snaps. So just just continue to play yourself into that good shape. And, and you know, you, you find yourself, like, in the second quarter, like, not tired, calm, you know, just – is it a is it a pacing thing? I mean, I don't know that you can pace yourself with the speed that you're going, or is it just a mental thing where you just get to a point you don't really you don't really think about it, like it doesn't really cross your mind. I would I would say, I would say it's more of a mental thing. Um, you know, you can be tired, but you can trick yourself into saying that I'm not tired. It's uh, one of those things where it's like if you think about what the uh, outcome is going to be, it's something that's going to drive you to continue to push yourself past what you have set the limit for yourself to be, thus creating new limits. Did you feel like you were a lot more tired after Bowling Green playing that second half and, and the, you know, the last three quarters versus playing every offensive snap against Missouri? Um, I, I, honestly, I would definitely say, yeah, I was, I was a little bit winded. But, I mean, like as I've continued to get more and more playing time and as I continue to push myself harder and harder in practice, you know, I continue to in- increase my gas tank. You know, I uh, keep getting more and more volume to be able to play. Is that the key? To, to, to make sure that you go as hard as you can in practice so you keep it up? Or do you guys run a bunch after practice? Yeah, no, just playing yourself into shape in practice because running, like, you can run as much as you want to. It, anything, it, right? doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't replicate playing football because, nope. you know, I mean, you're, you're pushing against a 300-pound person and, you know, playing with knee bend, like, you're in a stance, like, all that stuff, it doesn't equivalent. Like, it doesn't. Like, 110s don't do anything, right? No. I mean, it does in the summer for, like, mental, mental toughness and, like, overall conditioning. But, like, once, like, Everyone notices that first day of fall camp, like you've been running, you've been running all all summer. You know, you feel like you're in good shape, and then you get out there, and it's just it's completely different. What was the difference in the all season conditioning uh, from the previous coaching staff to this coaching staff from this new strength coach? Because I would imagine like the runs will be different, how you condition will be different. Uh, I'm pretty sure the lift lifts are different, but you know, how was the all season conditioning different from the previous staff for you guys? It was a lot different. Um, with the last staff, it was like just a regular lift, and then uh, then you go out on the field and run, you know, gassers, one tens, you know, different type of conditioning. Like I was just talking about, just straight line running, running stuff like that. With this staff, we never did one tens, gassers, half gassers, you know, sprints, nothing like that. What y'all do in the summer? It was like you started off, you had field work, which was like, which I feel like it definitely helped us because it was it was putting your body in like those positions, a lot of sled pushes, a lot of sled runs stuff like that where you're pushing, like actually replicating what you're going to do in the game of football. Um, just a lot of motions like that would get you in football shape instead of just running shape. And then uh, lifts and stuff. The lift was a lot different. It was more like, honestly felt like the lifts, you know, worked on the muscles that you don't work all the time. Like we still bench press, squatted, all that stuff. But it was more like the auxiliary lifts weren't just, you know, bicep curls, you know, Stuff like that. It was, it was stuff that you know worked all those little muscles that you don't hit very much. Hmm. Hmm. Man, that, that's something that I was that I was curious about because um, I've seen my fair share of different strength coaches. Brent, you have too. Uh, I, I know and, who they are. I haven't dealt with any of them like <laughs> you guys have. I mean, you've yeah. had a different one every year, right? Uh, just about. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I think we had we had Fitzgerald for two years, two and a half maybe, and then okay. yeah, AJ, yeah, something like that. AJ, and then. Yeah, but but the different the different offensive philosophies, I would imagine like you would have you know different 
um, conditioning because before Pruitt, Butch Jones had a spread offense and the offensive lineman was a little bit smaller. Pruitt comes in and he wants guys that kind of look like you guys, so the conditioning may be a little bit different. And now you have Heifel that is you know, snapping the ball three, three snaps per, per minute. So your conditioning is a little bit different there. So I was just wondering how you guys prepare during the summer uh, for, for, the, for the season. Does this system fit you best? Does it fit you better? Uh, I, you know, honestly, I feel like it does. But I've kind of, every system that I've been fronted with, I've tried to just, like, mold myself into what is fitted for that one. But this one, definitely, I feel like comes more natural. Definitely um, playing at Gibbs, you know, gave me that kind of, like, we're running the ball every time. So I had that kind of, like, hard endurance built into me. And so, I mean, being able to keep up with tempo and stuff is somewhat part of, uh, partially uh, natural for me. And so, I mean, it's something I've been able to kind of, like, fit myself into. Kate, I'm, I'm going to ask you, how far you, – you've known Ali. I mean, you guys were in the same class. Um, how far has he come? He's come a long way, man, from, from running that wing T offense to, <laughs> to now. Definitely came a long way. What, what do you, where have you seen him grow the most, do you think? I mean, I know you were – I know you, you, you know, you went to Georgia, but you came back. When you came back, where have you seen kind of the biggest difference in, in him? Just, you know, just overall football. Just, you know, obviously, like, I couldn't imagine going from, like, a wing T offense to coming to college and, like, learning how to pass block and stuff and, and like, how much different it is than, like, because didn't y'all play in, like, a four-point stance, like, on offensive line? Yeah, like just I mean, it, was, it was pretty much my defensive line stance was my offensive line. Yeah, see, like, that's wow. that's crazy. Like, the learning curve, like, people don't realize, like, how hard that is to, like, change. Wow. Like, that's that's a big deal. So just, like, learning how to play the game, like, at an SEC level, coming from a team that never really passed the ball, um, you know, played in a D-line stance as an O-lineman, like, that's crazy. I got the toughest question of the night. All Y'all right. ready? Let's do it. <laughs> you ready? Kate? If you can tell your freshman self something, what would you tell your freshman self? All things that you've learned uh, here at Tennessee, your, your you know, couple years at, at Georgia, uh, all the adversity, all the high moments, all the low moments, like what would you tell your freshman self to help your freshman self prepare for his college career? That is a good question. Oh, um, I know. Great question, actually. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> You've been holding that one out, too. <laughs> no, I just thought of it, man. I just thought of it. Man. I would I hang around hubs, you know. You, you know, for sure. Philosophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philosophize. Um, Philosophize. I don't even know if that's a word. Uh, that's, my, that's my vocabulary. Just hang around Ali. It'll, 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 it'll come. I'm still stuck on MCATs over here, but go ahead. <laughs> um, what I would tell myself, I think I would tell myself, you know, just enjoy every day because, um, man, it, it goes so fast, like, like, you get in the grind, and it feels like it's going slow, but you turn around, and, I mean, you're halfway through your senior season, you know. It's, it's, it's crazy how fast time flies, and just, you know, enjoy the relationships that you've built. Um, you know, never leave. Like, never, never have a bad encounter with somebody and leave it bad, like the conversation bad. That was something I learned in class. Like, in my speech class, someone gave a speech about, you know, having a conversation with somebody and leaving it on, like, a bad note. And, like, you never know when you're going to see that person again. Mm. So, like, leave every encounter with, you know, positiveness. Mm-hmm. And just I would tell myself that. Um, enjoy every day. Find one thing a day to get better at, whether it's, you know, off the field, on the field, in the classroom, just whatever it might be. You know, if you're struggling as a person, like, find something that will help you in that aspect. Struggling on the field, find something that will help you in that aspect. Just, you know, learn and, and enjoy life for sure because it's short. Um, 
from my standpoint, you know, I would say to just, I would tell my freshman self to just continue to, you know, persevere. Be, uh, I would tell myself, don't be afraid to ask for help because when I, when I came in, I was afraid to reach out to other people because I didn't know anybody. I, and one of my things I would tell myself is just like, don't be afraid to be the one that makes the first encounter. I was um, definitely a little timid at first, putting myself out there. And that, I feel like at the end, that kind of held me back from making an impact earlier. And so, I mean, that's that's something huge that I would tell myself. Just go out there and ask for help. If you don't understand something, like, don't be afraid to ask a question, even if it's a stupid question. Because, I mean, there's always an answer that maybe I didn't know. Yeah, okay. I mean, and I guess that's really important for you looking back on it because of the transition you were having mm-hmm. to make. I mean, if you think about it, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting the number of, offers and schools that were interested in you when your, you know, your high school tape had no pass pro on it. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age where, you know, that's such a key element, you really had, I mean, you had very little pass pro on your, yeah. on your tape. I mean, it was, you were trying to show your athletic ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back on it, yeah. kind of surprised you that you ended up kind of where you were in the recruiting process with Wisconsin and Stanford, Northwestern, and all those schools calling? Um, I mean, definitely, like, especially, like, when it was happening, too, I was like, you know, this is, this is a surprising moment for me because I didn't expect any of this to happen. And then as I look back on it now, like, if I went back and watched my high school film, like, I, I could tell, like, everything that I was ever putting on my huddle was just, like, this is how athletic I can be. This is how fast I can move this is how versatile I can be. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to put out there and advertise for myself. And I think that's what kind of helped me out in the long run. Wow. That's, that's cool, man. Two different stories. <laughs> and then you guys both being from Knoxville, representing Knoxville, now playing on the same offensive line. Took different paths, but uh, you're right here uh, in the same location, man. <laughs> you know, at the University of Tennessee, 2021 team. Uh, this team seems to be very, very special. Uh, you guys, you know, loving on each other, playing for one another, and and, and we can see it. You know, we can see it uh, for the, sure. So yeah, it's the, fan, cool. the fans can see yeah, it. I mean, see it. I mean, why is it? Why why is this? I mean, you've been around teams. Some teams come together. Some teams don't mm-hmm. come together. Why does it feel like this team has a cohesiveness to it that you don't always have? Um, you know, that's a great question that I don't know if I could answer. You know, one hundred percent accurately. I just feel like that we enjoy playing hard for one another. Like it's it's not about your personal like there's nothing it's like a lot of, like your personal aspect is out the window. You know, you're playing for the guys around you, doing the doing the stuff for the guys around you and you know, there's no feelings involved, you know. I mean football's not a game for feelings. Was that because of three and seven last year? Did that magnify that? And I'm not I'm not talking about mm-hmm. the previous staff. I, I don't I'm not yeah. I'm not interested in any of that. But I mean the mindset that, you know, hey, let's leave personal feelings aside. We're going to lay it on the line for each other every day. Yeah, you know, I think that kind of did – it does magnify because, I mean, like it really pointed out where our shortcomings were as a team. Like our production is our production, but, I mean, like we were split as a team and, you know, coming together this off season, like we did a lot to just like bring everybody together. And, I mean, we spent a lot of time together as a team. And so, I mean, that kind of helped – everybody understand everybody else and then being able to understand like what someone else's why is or being able to understand like why someone else is playing the game that we're all playing kind of makes you think like well I want to play really hard for this guy and then it's like well I want to play hard for everybody 
because everybody has those whys of why they're playing. Do you feel yeah, like you, know, you feel thing. like you know each other? Not you too, but as a team, do you feel like you know the personal stories of your teammates better mm-hmm. on this team than previous? Yeah, teams? for sure. At the end of like uh, most of our team meetings, like coach will call somebody up and like they'll have to come up there and tell everybody their why. Like why why do you do what you do day in and day out? Mm-hmm because everybody's why is different. And, you know, a lot of guys have been through different things and everybody's walked different paths. But a, a lot of us have similar whys. A lot of us have different whys. Wow. Have you both given your why? I have not. I have not either, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Hey, Glenn, Ellaby, call on Cade tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then uh, Ollie on Thursday. So, so they can... Tell the but, team but their why. I, I mean, I find that interesting because you both talked about if you could go back and tell your freshman self something, it's put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. It's don't be afraid to put yourself out there. It feels like this staff has kind of forced guys to put themselves out there. Yeah, and talk in a, talk in a group setting. Like, that's, like, I mean, I, I'm not a big, like, public speaker. Like, I don't like getting up in front of a, a big group of people that I don't know and talking. But getting up in front of, you know, my team and talking, like, that's that's just like getting up in front of my family and talking. Like, putting putting those guys up there that, you know, aren't, aren't, used to, um, aren't used to talking in front of people, don't like talking in front of people, putting them up in front of people and, and your teammates, which, I mean, it's just like a family. Like, you get up there and you, you say what's on your heart. Like, one that comes to mind, Darnell Wright had an unbelievable why. Like, his why was... It was really touching, and like, it, and you see it. You see the way, like, the way he lives, the way he walks around. Like, that—that's his why. Man, I—I I, I hate to uh, change the subject here because that's—that's powerful stuff. But I gotta ask you this. I have to. <laughs> on the way out the door, right? Yeah, on the way out the door. <laughs> Two offensive linemen. I don't want you guys. I'm asking you this because I don't—I don't want you guys to, you know, share any any. You know, information that's not supposed to be out there. He asks this question every week. Is it bulletin board material? <laughs> no, it's not bulletin board material. <laughs> but it's about it's about wearing a different jersey, a black jersey or a gray jersey. Or Did I really spark that much up? Like when I had my little black jersey comment the other day? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's dude. Like, was this a thing before I made that comment? No, no, no. It's well, been a thing. It's, it's been a thing. It's been a thing. And then you've got a couple of you got you got the ball shop. And then you've got Alumni Hall who have all sent out mass emails this week. Black Knight jerseys have arrived. Yeah. Yeah. I went For to Alumni sale. Hall today and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> thing is I, just hope, I just I don't know anything about the black jerseys. Nothing about it. Good but answer. Good if, answer. if they do happen, I hope they're <laughs> You don't know hey, good answer, Kay. No, you don't I know anything. Really I really don't. But if they do happen, I hope they took my advice. That's what I will say. Wink, wink. All right, here's a question though. Wink, wink. You gonna get me in trouble? <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I really don't know nothing. Listen, listen, listen. You guys are linemen. Usually, the running backs and the receivers care about the towel and the wristbands and all that stuff. Do you, as linemen, do you guys like kind of get giddy for for stuff like that, like a possibility of a different jersey or a different tweak here and there? Like, as linemen, do you guys get excited like other guys in other positions? Yeah. I mean, me personally, I would love the black jerseys. I feel like orange and white, really not my color with, you know what I'm saying? Like, just not, doesn't really look that good on me. Yeah. So, you know, you throw the black on, makes you look a little slimmer. <laughs> I, I, like gotcha, the, I gotcha, I gotcha, I like the black jerseys. I think it would be a great, a great touch-up. Okay, you know gotcha. Wait, wait, I, gotcha, I, gotcha. I like the black jerseys. Okay, gotcha. All, gotcha. all right, well, on that note then, not, let's get away from that so nobody's, Nobody can accuse anything. We don't need stories written. 
Although we get some publicity for Tennessee Prime, that might not be bad either. Um, <laughs> I ain't trying to get anybody in trouble. I just hey, want to know how I'm going to make this official again. I have no idea about the black jerseys. I brought it up two weeks ago and had no idea that it was even a thing. I just want I just wanted to know if linemen get excited about the possibility of those things, like skill position players. That's, yeah. that's it. That's well, look, all. I mean, Jason's a receiver. He had to have a visor, right? He had to have – I mean, you wristbands. Had wristbands you're like, yep, yep. You, you guys have to have anything? I mean, are you like a – I mean, you know, some guys got a sleeve. You know, they got an arm sleeve. Yeah, they got to nah. have this, that, the other. I just need my ankle braces and my ankle state. And that's a knee it. brace, right? And my knee braces. I mean, if I, if I could take them off, I wouldn't. Like, that's not an essential. If I didn't have to wear them, I definitely wouldn't be wearing them. But – that's a time for a different <laughs> for a different day. We'll do that at the end of Tennessee Prime at the end of the year, right? For, for you, I mean, is there? I mean, you got a you got I a mean, t- you got a T-shirt you got to wear. You got certain armbands. Certain it's, things. It's, <laughs> you got armbands? No, no. I don't see wear armbands. He wear the real tight ones. <laughs> he did on one occasion. I don't think he, I don't think he'll put them on again. <laughs> was that ugly? Did it, you have a field day was, with that? It was, it was pretty bad. I think the whole line had a field day with that one. <laughs> Uh, what, what was the story on those, and when was that? Or do you just want to forget um, about that one? I, I mean, it was uh, when we had our pitchers done this year. You know, I was like, oh, I'm a, all these people are putting these armbands on. Like, I'm going to put them on. It's going to make my arm look really big. <laughs> Instead, it just exposed how fat my arms are. So. <laughs> Looked like a tourniquet. <laughs> like, remember the Ultimate Warrior wrestling? It was like one of those, you know, like Baker and the butchers will, like, wrap the twine around the, <laughs> around the pork loin. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the O-line had a field day with that. Oh, man. But Ollie's great. good about it. He laughs He's about it. He's a rump roast. It's funny. That's great. That's great. That's great. Ollie the rump roast. Um, so, I mean, you don't have to have a side. Those are obviously gone. Anything else for you, or are you pretty the The, only, the only thing that I need to have is I like to have my gloves on and the tape over the gloves. On my wrist. That's the only thing. And it's got to be through the hand. I hate I hate getting my th- uh, thumbs taped. It always, always cuts off the circulation. Okay. Hmm, that's neat. you got to learn how to do it yourself. Yeah. That's neat. Right? I learned how to tape my own wrist. I've never, fun fact about me, I've never had a trainer tape my wrist since I've been in college. Actually, the first day, they taped it too tight, and I, like, walked in my meeting, and, like, all the old linemen were in there taping their own wrists. And I was like, wow, like, these guys are in here taping their own wrists. So, <laughs> From that day on, I have never let anyone else tape my wrist. I tape my own wrist. Really? You know. Whatever feels good makes you play well, right? That's right. Sure. That's right. You know. Well, both of you guys are playing well. Obviously, when you put up the numbers that you put up last week, the entire offense had a great a great day, and, and I know that there's a great opportunity in front of you all, but a real challenge coming up on Saturday. We appreciate you guys coming out. We appreciate you guys um, watching tonight here as we do Tennessee Prime. Love you guys. World famous. Love you guys. Ticket. Thanks for watching. Hey, great. Great to catch up with both of you. Good luck. Congratulations on everything, man. Keep it going. That's Ollie Lane, Cade Mays, Jason Swain. I'm Brent Hubs. Thanks for joining us for Tennessee Prime. We'll catch you next Tuesday night right here at Gus's world-famous fried chicken.